Cameron, I know I'm a good student, but when it comes to finals, it just always feels like like limbo almost, where I start to calculate how low I can go. <laughs> And still pass the class. Right, right. right and yeah. like I, the the final that I had today in my macroeconomics class, it was like I was in a solid B position. So failing or pass or doing medium well or getting an A, like I think I'd have to get 100% to maybe push my grade up all the way. Right, right. I was just like, I don't even really want to study. Like I think <laughs> I'm just going to get a B no matter what in the class. Like it's just, it is what it is. I might as well just enjoy my time on Earth. You only got so much time, you know? You see, but they should know this, too. Like, you're, you're, you're doing economics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's diminishing marginal utility. You know what I mean? Preach, brother. It's like, it's like the more time you spend on, on, uh, on studying, the curve goes down the more time you study, you know, with how much benefit you're going to get so from So my teacher, grade. he's a great economist in my opinion even though it seems like some of the conventions he goes to his experiments get chastised by the rest of the community or whatever the economic community is called i mean he openly talked about my my first semester I nerds took him. yeah a bunch of nerds he he talked about how he had this presentation and someone questioned it like literally five minutes in they're like wait isn't this model outdated and flawed and he was like well yeah but and then the rest of his <laughs> presentation went downhill from there. Oh. Um, so, but poor, he's a great guy. guy. His his name's uh, Justin Reitz. Love his class. I, I highly recommend him if you ever go to San Jose State. But he knows this about diminishing returns. So he actually said, if you get a higher letter grade on this test compared to an old midterm, I'll delete your old midterm. Or no, no, I'll bump that old, the lowest scored midterm to the highest score of your mm. final. Because he basically really okay. wanted to incentivize kids to do well. That's a good That's a good method. Here's the thing. I got a B on the first two midterms, oh. and I'm probably going to get a B on the final. So what's the point? Am I right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're still in that, you're still in that middle curve position. And I yeah. had an interesting morning. You know, I went and got a breakfast burrito. I got some coffee. Um, yeah, I, I just, test taking experiences are super odd. I mean, I had this guy freaking out next to me. I don't know if he had some sort of issue going on or if he was just under a lot of distress, but he kept like running his hands through his hair, like breathing to himself. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like the, whole, the entire thing, he was like breakdown. tapping, like kind of freaking out. Right. Mm. And kids kept dropping their papers during the test and oh, no. kicking water bottles. I was like, what am I in the fifth grade again <laughs> or something like that? Like, I'm just trying to fill out these 45 multiple choice questions. Like what a freaking headache. You dude. see, and maybe this was because I was a film student. So most of my tests were stupid anyways. Um, I mean, that's not strictly true, but we, we had some, we had some interesting stuff we had to do, but, um, I always loved test days because you would go in, you know, take your test for 30 minutes or whatever it is. And then you, you're done. You're done for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? It's It's just like, it's, it's, it was always awesome. And, and I always felt like even if it was a class that I had to do a lot of reading in, you know, like, cause I, I took a lot of philosophy classes in, in school. And so even if it was a class that I did do a lot of the reading in, I always felt like I was prepared because I never like skipped class usually. Right. And so it was like, you go to class, you do the readings and you know, you're basically set. Those are the best classes. I mean, my, my only ethics class is this business ethics one I'm taking right now. And it's just like, you go to class, you don't learn anything. You do the readings, you learn something, but that's not the stuff that's on the test. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like 
all relative. I mean, half the tests, I just BS my way through it, and he criticizes some of my sections and says, uh, B. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, like, I really don't know what to give here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like <clears throat> college for me, the test-taking process was, I, f I almost feel like was easier than than in high school in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because in high school, it was, I mean, it was, it was terrible because you couldn't go home, you know? So like you had to stay, you had to just sit there. That's right. Not on your phone, not, you, you just had to sit there for the rest of the oh, class. I completely erased that from my brain. Yeah. Where, How I forgot that. Where, and then all the dumb people, you know, they'd be <laughs> oh milling, milling about, you know, it's the last two minutes of the class and then they, they haven't, they haven't turned in their paper yet. And you're like, I just want to go, please let me go. Um, but, but also I felt like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just me, but, but the classes I took in high school, like the, em a lot of the emphasis of the class was on the test. You know what I mean? Like there well, was, I think in college it's definitely more emphasized on tests, at least in my experience. I mean, my, a lot of my stuff was based on like participation. So, well, I mean, film major, right? Well, yeah, it's like, you. okay, either you're here and you learned <laughs> what to do or you weren't. My favorite yeah. is when teachers start barking at the class about coming to class. And you kind of, you just think about that for a second. Yeah, because the people who are there are already there and don't need to hear that lesson. <laughs> and you hear about it every single class, too. Yeah. Like, th that's what I don't understand. It's like, you're making me not want to come. I feel like I'm missing out mm. because I've sat through this class the last five classes and the last five classes you've told me how I need to come to class <laughs> and I've been here and let me tell you I haven't learned anything so like, hmm, what am I missing by not being in class <laughs> it's almost like saying you can't have it, what is that called I don't know what that's called in psychology it's like you can't have something therefore you want it you know what I mean yeah Stupid is called, that called stupidity? I, I thought don't know. it was just called being a human <laughs> curious uh, curiosity Maybe. who knows I don't know who knows? Well, uh, all of the I can't think of a clean transition. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seventy-three of Everything Comes from Something. Your name is Cameron Tuttle. No, it's not. I said your name. Your name. <laughs> your name is person who's listening to the show. I was thinking maybe we could introduce each other. Why would you think? That? My name's Isaac Ransom. <laughs> Thing like that. That's the sound of the voice. The name of the voice that you'll hear, Isaac Ransom. And I'm Cameron Tuttle. And today's episode. Is a brief recap of the decade. I mean, it's got to be more brief than the decade. Otherwise, it's not a recap. You know what I mean? Right. It's not a week by week. Like last week, you're talking about that YouTube show. Oh, it's so awesome. What was that called? It's just called World War Two. The number two. It's World War Two in real time every week or something. Yeah, yeah. They go through every week. It's so cool. I'm, I, I'm, I'm digging it. Do you think that's offensive to some people who live through that? They're like, what? They're doing what? They're making people relive through it again? or No, I think, why would it be offensive? I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Let me tell you what's going to happen in this episode. We are going to go over a list of some things that you might have forgot that happened in the 2010s. Is that how you pronounce it? The the teen years? I don't know. The, because you can't the, say the like tens? the 20s or the 30s. The 10s. I guess the 10s. 
I hate that. I don't know why I hate it, but I do. Uh, things that you might have forgot that happened. Then we're going to talk about some pop culture stuff. You know, the stuff that will make you vom- like really want to vomit. Um, and then some things in economics, a couple things in science, things that we don't understand, but we'll try to summarize it. And then history. So this episode is going to be beefy. We did a bunch of research. Of course, we're going to miss the things that you're thinking of. And uh, yeah, so we have a lot to get into. But before we do that, if you enjoy the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast where you can throw a couple bucks our way or a couple dollars or a couple euros i don't know how that works if patreon converts it pounds maybe maybe it does it does convert it oh patreon thank you and you can get access to an exclusive podcast episode every month and also have your questions read on air uh, if you submit them through Patreon, I actually haven't checked the Patreon. I can do it right now. Has anybody? I nobody sends us. I, I don't. I, I just. I can't bear reading another question from Tim Smith. Let's this see. Week. I can't do um, it. Okay. Let me see if I can think of a, a question. No, you're not a patron. Is do you pay? A, do you pay to be a patron? I I have to be on the show. Hey, okay? what a surprise! Nobody has uh, <laughs> messaged us. <laughs> okay. Um. Is. Cereal a soup? <laughs> Kill me, dude. We're not going to answer that. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on. Maybe I got to think of a better question. Um, Here's a better question. What's <clears throat> your favorite song from the 2010s, Cameron? Favorite song from the 2010s? Don't you love those Oof. impossible questions? Like, Jeez. whenever you're sitting down with someone, you're like, I want to get to know you. Tell me, what's your favorite movie of all time? See, oh, yeah, I do hate that. <laughs> I do hate that question. Although I feel like, um, you know, what's your favorite movie of the decade is better is a easier question to ask. And actually, thinking, speaking of that, that's going to be something that I'm soon going to ask people in a park. I'm just going to go out to Dolores Park. I'm going to ask a bunch of people that, and it's going to be fun. Pitch your new show. Um, No, not yet. Not yet? Okay, well, if you want to know, Cameron's doing something on YouTube eventually, and he's going to announce it here for you, and you can check it out when it's ready. But he's working on stuff. I'm working on it. Just be ready. Be prepared. Just be prepared. Be staring at the YouTube refresh button. Be clicking it over and over again. There's no way it would be put in your recommended, but one can dream, right? (laughs) Well, you see, I'm trying to I'm trying to to drift towards that way. You know what I mean, of getting things into the recommended feed. So that means I kind of have to have like you know a little bit clickbaity titles. But that's that's just how it goes. Hey, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see the content when it's ready. I think it's time to just break it down because we got a lot of stuff to get into. Wait, what's the question though? Forget the question. How, here's a question for you. Yeah. Have you heard of a website called goodhousekeeping.com? I don't even know. What Me is that? neither, but that's where a majority of this list came from. Oh, These that, are the things that you, you forgot happened in the tens. See, it's a, it doesn't roll off the tongue well. I didn't forget most of these things, but um, some of them are very interesting, actually. And I think we should start with number one. The first iPad came out in 2010. And what's funny about that is I literally remember the day that I heard that announcement, right? I was driving in the car. I was going up to school, probably, and it was on the radio. They were like, iPad, it's a big deal. And I was like, that sounds so dumb. It's just a big phone. (laughs) And to this day, I still stand by that. I think iPads are the most useless pieces of tech that Apple has marketed to people. I don't know. I kind of like it. What do you do with an iPad? Because it's not a computer, as much as they keep telling you it is. I like to use it as a second screen experience. Well, now it has that functionality. Yeah. Right? 
with sidecar, which yeah. may, to me, I'm like, okay, now it actually has a use. Yeah, exactly. What else do you do besides play Fruit Ninja or Angry Birds <laughs> on it? I don't know. Nothing. Temple Run. Is that outdated? Yeah, because it's a decade what, old. Temple probably. Run? What was that, 2012 or something? I don't think I've thought about Temple Run since I was forced to play... Um, uh, you know, in the you last, were forced to play no, 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 games no. underneath your desk during the end of the test <laughs> while on, you were just I, trying I never to did not. that. Um, no, you know, in um, you know, in The Last of Us, yeah. when you have to play, what is it? It's not Crash, is it? It's um, that, that's Uncharted Four. Oh yeah, Uncharted Uncharted Four. 4 you where play, you play Crash. Crash. Yeah, that's that's the last time I thought about Temple Run because it reminded you of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually like a rever- reverse Crash Bandicoot. Temple Run is just reverse Crash Bandicoot. Unoriginal. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> Up next, uh, we talked about Lady Gaga wearing a meat dress to the VMAs. I don't know what year that was, but it's kind of hard to forget. Do you think it stunk? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it was fresh at the time. <laughs> was it fresh meat or was it fake meat? Um, What if it was just really good looking no, fake meat? No, I think it was real meat. I think it was. Did you hear about... This was a totally new side That tangent. would not be fresh. That would be stinky. <laughs> That'd be very stinky, I bet. Well, maybe after a couple of hours, but like, what? The VMAs, they're like an hour and a half, maybe? Nah, All right. On. All right. I'm sure it already stinks in there anyways. Nah. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. All those people. Uh, yeah. Disgusting. They're all disgusting. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Everyone smells like, uh, like sulfur. Oh. <laughs> And to think you're gonna live there one day, Cameron. Oh gosh, no. Um, you can smell like urine too. No, what I what that meat dress reminds me of because it's kind of an icon. You know what I mean? It reminds me of. Are we really spending longer than sixty seconds on this? Yes. <laughs> We're never gonna get through this list. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's go. Um, did you hear that there was a banana taped to a wall um, that sold at an <laughs> art museum for hundred twenty thousand dollars? <laughs> What are you talking about? You can't be serious. Yeah, I'm serious. It was a banana taped to a wall, and then someone ate it. I can only imagine someone bidding on that, but they're the only ones bidding. And they're like, okay, bidding going once. And, and they're he like, just, he, know, he, raises, he raises his thing, 120 grand, and the guy just, his jaw drops to the floor. Sold. He doesn't even ask if anyone else is going to bid. He no, just says I think, sold. No, I, I mean, I don't know. It was... It's dumb. It's real dumb. Speaking of dumb, 2011, Rebecca Black's uh, Friday music video, Curse the World and Now Hand Surfing Out the Car Window, makes me want to throw myself away every time I see it. Yes. I'm doing it right now. My hand gr- surfing. My girlfriend does that every single time she rolls down the window because she knows it drives me nuts. Hmm. It really, it just embarrasses me. You know, not a lot of things embarrass me in public, but that, I'd almost rather be streaking than seeing that. Really? Yeah, no wow. joke. Okay. So, so it, it turns out it was raw beef, actual raw beef, and it was in 2010. Perfect. <laughs> Coney 2012 went viral in obviously uh, 2012. It, it, if Actually, you don't know, I think it was a little bit before. I have no idea. I Still to this day, I don't quite understand it. This is the description that the website gave. It says, The video which urged viewers to take action against Ugandan warlord Joseph Kony for his many crimes and human rights abuses got over one million hits in just six days and also received a large amount of backlash and criticism. 
Cameron, can you shed some light on the subject? Because to this day, all I know is that people say Coney 2012. Yeah, you know, there was a, it was a video. It was like, I think it was like, like a half hour, long, 45 minute long video. Okay. Like explain, talking about this guy, Joseph Coney, and talking about how he's like, it was something about how he was launching sort of like a new attack or something on, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the specifics. It was like seven years ago, uh, but I remember watching it and being like, oh, wow. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like insider information. Yeah, yeah. It was out. it was a bit like that. It was like it was pitched as like an expose documentary, basically. Um I but I, and then I thought it was a hoax. That's what I I heard it turned out to be a hoax. But I don't I don't know that for sure. So don't don't take my word for it. Mm. Okay, well, I think that pretty much sums up that. Moving on, uh, in 2012, Gundam Style hit the internet, and it was one of the first videos on YouTube to hit over a billion views. Uh, I'm sure you can still remember the sound of that song. I don't think anybody thinks about it Do you remember anymore. when you started doing, like, pistachio commercials? N- no. Sigh. No, I, I mean, where is he now, right? Doing pistachio commercials. That's what I told oh. you. Great. He had another uh, song that went like super viral too, that was over a billion views. I think. I think I know what you're talking about. Like he has three. If you look at his Spotify recent. page, he has like three or four songs that just like probably have over 10 million views or something. Mm. Streams. My bad. What I hate is that in 2013, even more irritating trends begin to break through. The Harlem Shake in 2013. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happens Ugh. and what does the fox say happens and then there's this cup song from pitch perfect i'm i've forgotten the melody and how it goes don't remind me I'm, i know something I involves a cup and we're just gonna leave it at that i don't know um i never watched pitch perfect so i d- i never understood it um but i watched it i saw it what was more cringe back in the day what does the fox say or harlem shake probably what does the fox say but I never thought it was like overly funny. No, it it wasn't. But like Harlem Shake, I remember f- there were like some clever ones. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there were a handful that were that were kind of. My favorite was the negative, funny. the negative humor ones. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like you expected a group of people to start dancing, but instead it would be like I don't know a noodle thrown at a wall or something. Right, right. And you're right. just like, oh. Yeah. So that was like a that yeah there was an interesting. There was a couple of interesting ones. Most mostly cringe because it was old, like you know, white dental office professionals. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. They didn't know what to do on their lunch break, and yeah. the Starbucks line was too long, and it's so they said, like, "Hey, Ew. Harlem Shake." Another challenge that popped up in 2014 was the ice bucket challenge. It's kind of the same sort of irritating trend. Well, um, you know, at least that was wasn't that for something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was some for good ALS, co- I think. I, I feel like no one actually knew what it was about towards the end. I so. know. Did you ever do one? No. No. Me neither. I, I mean, I, don't, I still don't even know. What, American Sign Language? Is that what it was for? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> ALS, the disease. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, dude. <laughs> that tells you how well that ice bucket challenge worked. <laughs> I 
anyways, uh, 2012, uh, December 21st, 2012 was supposed to be the end of the world. Uh, too bad that didn't Mayan happen. Clock, I right? mean, whatever. Uh, what did I say? Yeah, the Mayan clock ran what, out. Hold, hold on. What's up with all this stuff about people um, predicting the end of the world? And then, I mean, obviously we're still here, so it never comes true. But it's like, it's like I feel like they should stop like putting a hard date on that. Well, you if know they what I mean? stop, you know, according to the Bible, it says like no man knows the date. So maybe if you just continue to predict the day, God's like, well. It can't well, be that day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's the one day God God sees the schedule. He's like, oh man, <laughs> they they know they know all these dates. Every, oh, there's oh, always one guy guessing here's every the, day. Here's the date. <laughs> um, yeah. So end of the world didn't happen. This is an interesting one. But uh, there was a there was a movie, wasn't there? Wasn't called Twenty Twelve. 2010 that came out i think so i think yeah. i started watching it and it it's just awful it is so bad yeah whatever happened to like disaster flicks oh they still like exist no i know but like they're they're not good anymore were they ever well What's a like, good one like independence day is a good disaster flick i mean it's not strictly speaking a disaster flick I it's think, invasion I but think, it's like you know what i mean it's like or the uh what is it that movie the day after tomorrow see i never saw that um, a lot of, I think maybe it's transitioned to zombies or apocalypse kind of yeah. things. Yeah, um, post-apocalypse is more popular than in-the-moment apocalypse. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, or like the, something like The Birds. The Birds, the Hitchcock movie. Which I started watching, I think. I don't really follow it too well, but... That's all right. Sorry. I remember that my Aunt Marla said The Birds was just terrifying. And that's what my mom always said. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you, you know, your your old, you know, your old parents. They're like, ah, oh, remember when that came out? So scary. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, times have changed. This one's interesting. I actually don't remember anything about this. Um, in March of 2014, there was a Malaysian airplane that disappeared. Mm, yeah. Uh Actually, this year, The Atlantic reports that the plane was likely crashed by the pilot intentionally, but it's been this sort of weird conspiracy theory thing where nobody could figure out where the airplane went, and I don't know. That's very strange. Yeah, I remember um, I remember following that when it happened, um, and it was crazy. I, I, I found it absolutely insane that you could just lose... An airplane. A, like, yeah. Like, I don't think it was lost. Whatever happened was a cover-up. Um, you can't just lose an airplane. I mean, it could have been, but but the thing was, it was an international search. So I'm 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 skeptical. I mean, maybe it is a cover-up. I don't know. But it it is. I mean, it is nuts. It's crazy. It is weird. Yeah. I guess the world's not so small after all. In 2015, there was this whole controversy on, was it Tumblr? I, I didn't write down the website. The black and blue dress versus the white and gold dress. No, it was on Twitter. Twitter, Tumblr. I think it started on Tumblr. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares about Tumblr? Who cares about the dress? Let's move on. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins an Oscar. Wait, do you remember the Laurel Yanny one? I did like that one, actually. What? Like, it was an audio file that you could play. And it, either it would be Laurel or it would, it would sound like Yanny. I, Do you remember that? 
I don't care. Look it up. Look it up. It's like those weird pictures they make you look at in Spanish class where they're like, look at this famous artist. What do you see? The old woman or the man pulling water from the well? (laughs) And I always looked at them. I said, well, now that you say that, I see both. So can we move on? Thanks for that. So look it up. Look up Laurel Yang. I remember it. I just don't care. Do you remember what you what you no. heard? No. Okay. I think Whatever. someone told me to what to listen to, and then I heard both. Mm. I was like, okay. Wow, you really get this spoiled for you. Don't you love perspective, though? Don't you like movies, Isn't though? that interesting? Perspective? I thought you said you're not ready to say anything. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio... What do you, do you care about this? Do you think he earned it? Should he got it? Should he have got it from the, uh, from what is it? The Revenant. Yeah. Um. He has a better yeah, film. I mean, I mean, does he have a better film? Does he have a better film now or now? Yeah, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a better film. But you think he's gonna win anything for it? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. because uh, this is kind of a. I feel like this is a competitive year, especially for, um, for male actor actor in a supporting or in a in a lead role right um so i don't know it's it's hard to say but i i i don't know i don't know and actually i do think he has a better role um his best role is uh in django unchained Mm. that's his best role Mm. Especially with the hand cut scene, right? That Oof. was that was the thing that a lot of people were like, he has to win for this, right? Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's what started the trend. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. Harambe is killed in May of 2016. Uh, Rip Harambe. Yes, Rip Harambe. I always liked that meme. That was pretty good. It, it was a good meme. It's a good one. Yeah. Poor ape. It still comes back every now and then. Yeah, that, like, one, that one kind of lasts the test of time. Yeah, it did. Uh, Pokemon Go took over the world in 2016 for about two weeks. Oh, dang. 2016 was like a weird time, know, man. Good year for games. Um, you know just, what I mean? Yeah. It was just like... The, 2016, to me, feels like a time wormhole you know what i mean yeah it's like a it's like everything revolved around like that those two years 2015 2016 maybe it's because i was also graduating at that time so yeah there's a lot going on for us but it was just like crazy yeah that was a crazy time vine died in 2016 too rip rip vine that's okay it's back whatever that new one is called it's not as good Sure, whatever. It'll die too. <laughs> yeah, but Vine was so it was it's still strong. Yeah, no, I like st- some of the compilations from Vine, but yeah, I don't know. Too bad. Uh, fidget spinners went crazy in 2017. Oh gosh. Um, in August of 2017, there's a full solar eclipse that happened. The first one since 1918. I remember people came outside and told yeah, me, "Yeah, that was cool. You can't miss it." I'm pretty sure I missed it. But don't worry, there's another one happening in 2024. 2024? Even, even really? though they told me that I would never see would anything else like that. It would never happen again in, in your my lifetime. lifetime. Yeah, apparently there's another one going to happen in 2024. I don't know. I feel like they're making it all up. You know what I mean? They're making it up as they go along. <laughs> what? They don't know what's coming. It's like the weatherman. Does anyone actually understand the universe? The no. weatherman walks onto screen. He's like, he's like, here in this general area is weather. All right, back to you, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's this, just making it up. I remember this, but I don't remember the actual details, and I think I heard about it a little too late. Mm. But in 2018, there was a false missile warning in Hawaii. Yeah, I remember that. It was crazy. This is the message it read. Uh, this is a direct screenshot from an iPhone. And I was just blown away. I was like, if I got this on my iPhone, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it says, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Yeah, I remember everybody was freaking out about this. Like, what are I you mean, supposed like, to say to that? Like, yeah, no, that, yeah, that 38 was 38 minutes later, it was uh, verified it was a false alarm. So, yeah. It reminds me of there, there was one time where um, they, so there was, in, in the Soviet Union, they had like this missile system in the 80s. They had a, a system where it would detect incoming missiles, right? Um, and w- it, w- it would basically, like, show the percentage of, of like, how many missiles it would be to, like, to like take out the Soviet Union, basically. Mm. Um, it was part of, you know, the, it, it was part of their defense system. But it showed, um, they, got a, they got a message showing that there was a missile, there was not, not just a missile coming, but, like, hundreds of missiles <laughs> incoming to the Soviet Union. And they were like, they were like this close, like a hair's trigger from launching a, a, a retaliatory strike. Wow. Like, yeah, crazy. I think it was like, uh, I don't know, maybe like, it was, it was either late 70s or early 80s. Do you have the name of that crisis or? Um, it's, it's less well known. Um, I can look it up though. Okay. Well, while you check that, uh, that whole message reminds me of, all troops to battle stations. This is not a drill. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I played enough Battlefront 2. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um, in 2018, also, there's this guy named Banksy who shredded his girl with a balloon art that had a $1.4 million bid. And now the half-shredded piece is hanging in a museum in Germany. I don't know anything about art, but it sounds kind of ballsy for an artist to sell a canvas... And then shred it right in front of the eyes of the guy who purchased it in front of all the people who are trying to auction for it. Um, yeah, it's just like puts taping a ba- taping a banana to a wall. <laughs> I guess so. Who knows what art is? Who cares? I have no idea. And in 2019, the first photo of a black hole was taken. So there's a list of stuff from a website you never heard of. And maybe you knew some of that stuff. And maybe you didn't. Cameron, we're going to get into pop culture. Did you cross-check that event? Um... No, hold on. That's okay. You keep going. Okay, so the pop culture section is uh, like walking into Hot Topic. for the, um, It's like a throwback to Hot Topic for the last 10 years. So you can vomit in your mouth. You can, uh, you can say, man, it sucks to be associated with a nerd because sometimes that's what people think of. But here it goes. Oh, yes. Okay, I got it. It was say called it. the 1983 Soviet Nuclear False Alarm Incident. Well, that is quite literal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so look it up if you're interested about more information than that. Starting off in pop culture, the end of Harry Potter. It concludes in 14 years. Um, what a long run the franchise had, ending with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Dang. I don't really care about Harry Potter, Cameron. Yeah, you, I see that. You spelt it wrong in the well, doc. What, I mean, did you care about this moment was it like yeah i um or when yeah okay so i remember um sorry was this the um was this the book when did the book come out 
Uh, didn't it come out the same year before of the movie? No, no, no. I don't know what happens with that stuff, but um, I don't know. Was it the? I don't think it was. I don't. Think All I know is that the franchise ended in the tens. Well, the, so just the, talk about that. The film, yeah, the film came out in 2015, I think. Mm. I want to say 2014, yeah. 2015. Um, and I remember I hadn't. I had only read up to like book three. Uh, before that point and then like in the run up to uh, watching seven part one because we were going to see it in theaters I read it was like literally two weeks before and I read four five six and seven mm-hmm. the books and and so and I because it, it was in, in the summer you know so I could right, just spend right. my whole day reading um, and yeah so so I mean I love those books um, the movies you know they're fine whatever they're they're good. They're serviceable. I think I tried to. I I think I've tried to start watching the franchise multiple times, and the first movie just isn't that compelling. I think. Um, I think the first movie is is good. It has like, like a. It just has a kind of a classic fantasy feeling. Yeah, but none of, none of it really made me want to watch the next one. Which and and here's the problem. Every time I sit down, I don't remember the first movie, so I'm like, I gotta watch the first one again. To, to be honest, you don't really have to. I so mean, like, maybe I should just start with the second one the next time I try to give it a go. I don't know. Maybe just start with the third one. The second one's fine. It's you know, like it's to me. What is it? What's the third one? The Prisoner of Azkubar. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's I knew that's it. Totally correct. Um, the third one is actually a, a really good movie. So. I think I think if you're gonna, but maybe if you're just gonna watch one of them, just watch that one. Okay. All right. Moving on with pop culture, The Walking Dead premieres October 2010. This first season was dope. Oh yeah, I remember it. I, it was awesome. And the I act, watched it um, almost from the from the start. The art, and which the, I was way too young to. Yeah, but. the art and the ads for it, super good artwork. Definitely. That first season. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, me too. I I liked the second season too. I know it's that's unpopular, but um, I I thought the second season had a really good um, dynamic to it because it, it was it was character. It felt more character based, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it really just goes off the rails in the third season, and I stopped watching after that. But that first season's really visceral, and totally. it was good. I, yeah. I think it's really solid. And I've, I've watched the pilot more times than I can count. Really? I don't know why I've watched the pilot so many times, but it, it is a very good pilot. Yeah, I think... It, uh, no, I think it is. Have you ever read the the comics? Yes, the but f- I don't know why. It's really good. I, I really like the comics, actually. Um, but the... Yeah, yeah, I remember being, like, shocked that they could do the things they were doing on TV. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and what? I was, I was like, what, 13 or 14? And TV's come a long way in this decade yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. So, speaking of TV, we're going to keep that trend going with Game of Thrones airing in 2011, mm. uh, all the way with a big fumble in 2019. Um, I think I've watched the first season into the second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I can't afford HBO. <laughs> There's a portion of some of the content I'm like a little uncomfortable with watching. Um, you can judge me for that, but I it's, I don't think it's for everyone. There was a lot of stuff I did like in the show, but um, from my experience, they seem solid. Really high production value, totally. which I got to give it credit yeah. to. 
And it's shot really well. It's HBO. A lot of the art is cool. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of HBO stuff, but I tried to watch... Or Black Mirror's Netflix, sorry. I don't know why I think that's HBO sometimes. But, yeah, Game of Thrones. It's a thing. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, this isn't, strictly speaking, um, the 2010s, but uh, Breaking Bad started in 2008, so, like, and went up until 2015. So, this was a really special era especially like the early 2010s. It was like a really special era for TV. We did an episode on TV and sort of its artistic breakthrough. If you want to go back and check out that episode, I think we had a good conversation about that. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about Game of Thrones? Um, no. I mean, other What than- about this? What about this? If you've never watched it, should you still give it a watch because of the horrible ending? Well, I think, I think yes, but the... Here's the issue. I like the first um, six seasons for for specific reason. And actually, it's mostly the first three seasons. Um, I like the first couple of seasons because it's so Machiavellian and so, like, um, like it's, it's like, it's like real politique. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, it's totally conniving and... And it's just like all that's so juicy and it's it's wonderful. Mm. And people are like, you know, backstabbing each other and like, you know, and and the the big battles and the dragons and whatnot and the, you know, the White Walkers, that all comes like later and and ends up, you know, really flattening out. But the the like fun parts are in the first are in the early series uh the early part of the series where it's like it's all about the politics and it's all about everybody being just ruthless to each other Mm. so that's why i like it if that's something that you're interested in then i would give it a watch because i think it's so fun still hunger games hit theaters in 2012 i think that's been sort of a phenomenon that died off pretty quick as well I think I saw all theater releases of these films. I read the books beforehand, and I enjoyed them. I think the movies are okay. Um, Some of them are made a little too fast. They have that Marvel CGI flair. Uh, But I would say that the second movie is the best, and so is the book. The second book is the best as well. I literally don't remember anything about these movies. I think I saw the first one in theaters. And then really weird filming style, like gorilla camera. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember enjoying it, but I just never cared. So I don't. I think I maybe saw the second one, and then after that, I just did not. Yeah, I did not care. Bigger than of it, uh, than sorry about that. Bigger than uh, Hunger Games was Avengers, uh, that came out in 2012, as well, and continued to dominate the decade, ending with Spider-Man: Far From Home in 2019. But let's not talk about that. Why? Because we've got some things planned for that in the future. So, what what are we talking about? We're talking about movies in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry. We're gonna definitely have some more end of the year movie conversations to come. Um, let's see more pop culture stuff. Uh, I guess Blockbuster died in 2014. Wow. I don't know what that. No, has to I be. think there's still a Blockbuster around, isn't there? Well, there's a Twitter there page. I don't last, know if it actually that last Blockbuster. Technically, on Twitter, it says that they're not af- affiliated with the actual like brand because the company's dead. B- blockbuster, I think, I think survives the, in Bend, Oregon. There's a, a Blockbuster 
in Bend, Oregon. But it, I think it might be privately owned. Maybe. Uh, I don't think do you, it's... I think it's like almost a franchised spinoff that maybe the sign was never taken down. Mm. That's kind of my assumption. Do you remember the blockbuster that was on Blossom Hill? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was my... That was like stomping grounds. Yeah. You know? I never really got the video store thing. Really? So, yeah, to be honest. I, Dude, the I second remember streaming my, came out, I was like... Yeah, but that was yeah. when streaming came out. Yeah. Like, when you were a kid, that was, like, the coolest thing ever. They It was like they had everything. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't my thing. You had Gamefly, okay? So no, I didn't. didn't. I never you, had yes, Gamefly. You did. Yeah, I thought you did, didn't no. you? No, I wished. Oh, damn. I wished. <laughs> um, in a repulsive stain on history, Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey uh, was a thing. I don't want to talk about it. Several books and several movies. Keeping trash fire of content. Have you ever read it? No. Yeah, neither have I. Maybe that's, you know, when you start making film stuff, maybe we should just watch those videos and do our live reactions so mm. people can eat popcorn and enjoy our, Ooh, our we physical should do like suffering. A re- no, we should do like a live reading of it. How about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh our sultry voices. <laughs> I hate that idea. Uh, there was a, a stage show that did well called Hamilton. Mm, yes. I don't care for plays oh, or I love musicals. Plays, but I, I never saw Hamilton because the tickets are so expensive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Star Wars was rebooted. We spent too much time talking about it last episode. Uh, I wrote here, Mickey eats the last chunk of Lucas's pride. I, I heard in, um, uh, in Bob Iger's... Um, memoir. He he wrote a book, right? I don't know. And he was saying how <laughs> when they when they bought um when they bought Star Wars from from Lucas, it was like kind of a gentleman's agreement that yeah. they would use some of the ideas like from, from like his script ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like signed in a contract or anything, but he it was like it was like that's what Lucas understood, you know? That was like the understanding. And so when <laughs> when he watched or when he uh, had the when they had the first read through of the script, Lucas was like so disappointed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did I ever show you the deep fake, the George Lucas deep fake thing? No, I don't think. Oh, so. there's these great things called deep fakes on the internet, but well, if you great look, things they're scary. But you ha- if you look up um, George Lucas deep fake on YouTube, you will see this scary. I don't know what they do to like digitally simulate him being there, but it's an actor acting as him with his face digitally implanted on the actor. So this is how they do it. Um, And it's really terrifying, but you know, anyway, I got to show you a video afterwards, but there is one. It just had me dying, dude. Like it it, it is so funny, like cynical George Lucas reacting to the last Jedi or something like that. Or, Mm. or it's the rise of Skywalker trailer. Mm -hmm. And it is just so funny. I got to I got to show it to you after this, but deep fakes. And actually this is interesting because this is totally a product of the 2010s too. Yeah. Um, Deepfakes are a an algorithm where it analyzes, um, it analyzes face uh, movements from footage, pictures, things like that, um, and then and then recreates that on an, another person's face. So, and the best way to do it is is you know an actor that looks sounds and sounds yeah. close to close to the person, but. Um, Basically, they can get it so that it's it's almost indistinguishable. Yeah, it's, there it's are crazy. some there are some that that don't look very good. 
obviously. But yeah. it depends. It all depends on on the the amount of footage that you have and the algorithm, like how how good it it sifts through it. The so. one where George Lucas reacts to the Rise of Skywalker one, flawless. There's another one where George Lucas is sitting around a conversation with Ewan McGregor, uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, Tom Cruise, and oh, what's his name? He has a new show on Disney Plus. He's very weird with his hands. National Geographic uh, documentary series. Jeff Goldblum. That, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. He's sitting. So it's this circle interview <laughs> with all these characters. All the actors nail the actual actors, and it is so funny. Like, I don't know. Like, mm. uh, Robert Downey Jr. says something to Tom Cruise about being Iron Man, and the whole time Tom Cruise is just laughing, slapping his knee, like, ah, you know, like, it's yeah. just, it's really good. Yeah. And those, those deep fakes are too funny. But they're, but they're, they're scary. scary. They are they're scary. They're scary. Because, because sometimes, other computer algorithms cannot figure out if something is a deep fake or not. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing tech that came about in the 2010s. Um, I, I wrote down a list of some of the things. Obviously, there are some separate stuff that's in the science category, but um, early adopters of VR technology for video games came about. AR smart glasses. There was this drone craze where everybody wanted a drone. Dude. Uh, smart cars or self-driving cars are beginning to be tested. Elon Musk continues to push Tesla um, and creates SpaceX and an idea for the Hyperloop, which is a mass transit system. And the Boring Company, which is his... Um you know, where he drills underneath LA. <laughs> he drills big holes underneath LA. So cool. Yeah. So cool. E cigarettes began to take over the market. Vaping is was, an was issue. That in, was that in the 2010s? I don't know, but I can only think of vaping in the 2010s. Yeah. That, I, that I started true. to hear about it around my graduation time. Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and the and weird Jewel. Ch- Jewel yeah. is now. Um, yeah. Also, another thing. Um, Oh no! Never mind. I forgot about it. I forgot what what I was going to say. We're going to talk about some scientific stuff. Oh, that... not just drones. Oh. Sorry, not just drones, yeah. but also, um, uh, af- I say affordable in quotes, but affordable, lightweight, um, video cameras, basically. Mm. Like it's it was the first mirrorless, right? Mirrorless, not just mirrorless, but um, I mean that was a huge thing. But like DSLRs became more compact. They became cheaper. And people started to just have them and they could shoot video. And it was like, I mean, not only the, that, the Canon, the Canon Mark, uh, the Canon 5D Mark II came out, I think, in 2008. So then the Canon uh, 5D Mark III in 2010, I think, that started the, the like, um, the DSLR craze. You know, that started the, the accessibility of like really high level um, film work that you could do like on a budget i mean like technology just continues to jump leaps and bounds it's not as crazy as it was in the dot-com boom or even in the 2000s but what are you talking about it's crazy it uh, i don't know if the rapid rate i mean like is your smart is the original iphone or okay let's say the iphone 4 something that people regard as an incredible product one of the highest or best smartphones love smartphones is it really that different than the iphone 11 kind of but not. I mean, it, it is in a lot of ways. It's not as like innovative. Do you know what I mean? No, like, but I I think all of these things that we're talking about, like VR, like drones, like you know, like you really have to think about how small and compact 
um, digital cameras have gotten. Like, it's crazy to me because... Well, it's not just that. It's refinement. The 10s have been refinement. You look yes. at the cell phones. Exactly. Just how the quality of the camera on your cell phone now is just ridiculous. You know, if you look at computer CPUs, there's something called an APU, which is graphics and CPU processing power. You can get a Ryzen 3 uh, 3200G, which can play the, you know, modern esports titles at 60 frames per second on low settings. And it's a quad core for 100 bucks. Yeah. It's just insane. Like I don't even know how they're selling that. Yeah. Um yeah, but 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 think about the first um digital camera to be widely used was um I mean it came out basically in well, okay, so uh, Star Wars episode 1, I believe, was the first major motion picture to use a digital camera. To use all digital camera. Mm. So what was that? Nineteen ninety-seven, something like that. Nineteen ninety-eight, yeah. Have been. Uh, or nineteen ninety. I think it was ninety-nine. I think it was ninety-six. I don't know. So like, okay, so from that time, so like, let's just say the night, the late nineties, until um, where twenty tens, you could get a camera that looked almost as good or better than that camera for you know a couple thousand bucks whereas that camera was you know 50 to 100 grand back in the day you know what i mean 99 okay yeah yeah Yeah, okay so even 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 better to my point yeah it's like in just that 10 year period or you know in the 10 year period of the 2000s cameras especially digital cameras um like really really moved but it's not just cameras cameron i totally hear what you're saying it's like well that's just what i know it's everything technology is just incredible like what's happening in the world you look at this new mac pro that they're trying to sell what it max specs out at fifty thousand dollars you get like really yeah fifty thousand dollars you can get 512 gigabytes of ram you get like an eight terabyte ssd in it (laughs) You know, like it's a 128 core Xeon Intel processor. Like it's just ridiculous. And some people have messaged me and said, dude, I'm getting one of these, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, and I text them back. I say, you realize in five years, you could get probably something close to that for a lot cheaper, like a lot, lot cheaper. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling I get it you. for people who are like, they need it they for their need work, to do it, you right? know what I mean? There's sure. like the edge. There's the edge. But from the average consumer, no, and even 100%. even some high-end people who are working, like going with a little bit lower of an option is going to save you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah. And and it's just incredible. Like To me, the, the most interesting part for technology is like the budget market. Like how good is the budget options mm. compared to the budget options of the past? The budget options of today, no matter what technology you're looking at, outrivals the high end of the of ten years ago. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? Yeah. Like it's just to me that's like incredible. Right. Yeah. I got the iPhone eleven, which is the weaker the the weaker version of the iPhone line. Okay. The iPhone eleven, it's not the pro. I just gotta say, this phone is a workhorse and like you do not need the iphone pro as much as apple tells you that as a matter of fact i didn't even need this my iphone 8 was great 
I'm still rocking an iPhone 7. Exactly. Like, technology is just, it's amazing. But I think we've we've stayed on this point for too long. Let's get into some economics. We don't want to put you to sleep, so I'm going to power through it quick. Electric cars, in the, you know, talking about technology, have become more and more consumer friendly. The uh, Tesla Model 3's emergence on the market in 2017 was big. Uh, There was an explosion of CBD products, marijuana legalization in many states. So that's been a huge talking point for the stock market i know a lot of companies had been invested in uh streaming services causes an explosion across gaming music tv and film so the entertainment industry has been reworked in terms of uh, the economy behind that there's now this true value behind social media marketing there's a new prominence of influencers and how ads play into that whole thing oh dear it's disturbing but it's true uh youtube has had an ever-growing ad issue there's a a kind of a war between creators and the advertisement firms do you remember that isis beheading that caused an uh, ad apocalypse on youtube was it a beheading video or i thought it was just a um like an isis propaganda film and like All there I was know, like Pepsi. There was terrorist uh, organization videos on YouTube that had specific ads running before them, and the company saw that and they said, "You've got to be kidding me!" They pulled all their ads off YouTube. Yeah, and there was a big, there was a big crisis. But it wasn't, it wasn't just that either. Um, there was a, there was a whole bunch of uh, different like mini uh, ad apocalypses. Yeah. you know what I mean. That there was that, there was that big. There's one. a bunch of small ones too. Um, then there was the. PewDiePie one, um, I don't where he he I don't got a him, he got a um, he there was like a hit piece taken out against him uh, where they said he was like it was it was in a, a newspaper I can't remember where they said he was like uh, radicalizing people um, I don't know I don't know um, and then there was the one about the, Elsa Gate do you remember this one kind of about the the kids videos that oh, are like I remember, super creepy I remember, well that was uh uh what's that guy's called it's not joe g or something I that's that's a different artist sorry that's not creepy i mean maybe it is creepy i don't know joe g's an artist sorry um it's like this weird creepy thing that comes on the screen that was like time to pick up a knife kids and kill your parents and things like that like yeah there was like really weird uh um, momo that's what it's called momo momo yeah so these kids videos on YouTube, kids would look normal and innocent, and then halfway through the video, there's this creature called Momo that would pop up and say, oh. "Find something sharp, poke yourself with it, or something like." Like it, it was like really weird, really weird, and like satanic looking. So. Yeah, I don't know about. I don't remember that one specifically, but I remember there was one where, or there were videos where it would be like, um, just like weird videos of like Spider Man and Elsa like uh rolling around but it was like very inappropriate and like it had some weird like violent content oh and my it was like gosh. and it was like on youtube kids and and that was like that was like a, a big yeah apocalypse moment yeah yeah um so yeah there's the apocalypse uh there's a rise of cryptocurrency which brings about this separation of state and the monetary base uh government versus a private currency this is an issue that's still being worked out uh, in 2019, head of Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, went in front of this, um, not Supreme Court, I think it was, it was Congress. Senate. Yeah, Senate, Senate. And to talk about Facebook's launch of a cryptocurrency. And this is a fear of the United States government. Um, I think that cryptocurrency is cool, but it's a fiat money. So where's the stability? Nobody knows. And not a lot of people know. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, I've studied the monetary base a little bit in college. And so it's very... 
It's very unique for there to well, be. Isn't it not quite a fiat money because it's not? Um, Where's the value? Well, well, yeah, but but it's not it's not like it's guaranteed by a state. You know what I mean? It's like it's like so an actual. The United States money is no longer backed by gold, right? We're not no, on the gold right, standard, right? 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 Yeah. So then, so then we, so then the, the U.S. currency is a fiat currency. Yes. But but cryptocurrency because it's not a it's not like it was ever being backed by something. It's almost like it's it's being traded as a commodity with a value. You know what I mean? Even though there isn't a there isn't an actual commodity, it's a digital commodity in a way that um something like like a you know like a CSGO precious skin. A precious gem would be. No, like a like a physical item. Even though the physical item isn't there, right? That's still subject to fluctuations within the market. Right. So so I mean I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying the US dollar is backed by the powerful force of the government. A but, lot it could, of pe- but it can be manipulated by the government too. Exactly. So essentially Facebook's cryptocurrency is claiming the same power behind the strength of Facebook as well. And so I think something like that might have the, the ability to have inherent value and power behind it, which is a little scary if you think it like to some degree, but... I, I, it's yes. a it's a bigger conversation. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we have time to talk about it at all. We're already almost close to an hour, and we, we could st- talk about crypto forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm fully read up onto it, but I understand the fundamentals of currency. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cryptocurrency, uh, cybersecurity, and the ethics of privacy has been a big conversa- uh, conversation, especially when I'm in school. Uh, there were the Snowden leaked leaked files uh, on NSA privacy policies, uh, the 2014 Yahoo data breach, uh, Vault. Vault and Wikilinks, but I don't know very much about that one specifically. I know you probably know more about it, Cameron. There's a lot of other data breaches that happened across. There's a ton of them. Yeah, uh, the what, tens, what was it? Uh, Equifax. Yeah, that one was on the list too. Huge. I mean, it, like Equifax services basically everybody who has a credit card. Um, so like there was a there was a significant chance it was like a hundred million people in the U.S. 100 million people got their data stolen. Yeah. Which is nuts. I mean, that's absolutely There's just nuts. no such thing as privacy anymore. Um, so if you think that, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, yeah. So the Snowden stuff is really interesting because um, he, he leaked the fact that, I mean, it was a fact that I think we all kind of assumed. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm looking at, at it with rose colored glasses, but I kind of always assumed that there was this, um, there was like this this spy network, I guess, where yeah. where you know they could they could basically you know track where you were and you know it was like the Batman uh, the the um, the Dark Knight thing where he has he uh, like hooked up to everybody's phone in the building yeah. and he like can see it through walls and whatnot. Like I was like, yeah, I'm sure that's real. I'm sure that happens. But I mean, basically, it's not quite in that in that same detail but i mean basically they they have recordings of every <laughs> everything that you've you've said into a phone everything that you've typed into your computer like they just have everything yeah they have so much data and and actually that's one of the problems too is like um a like w- w- who's gonna look at all of that data you know what i mean 
Like, how are they going to find any? I, I don't even know why they're keeping all of that because, like, what are they supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? Who knows, man? I don't Who know. Maybe they, I'm if sure you, they have an algorithm. If you want to learn more about that, or specifically Snowden's perspective, Joe Rogan did a really good interview. Oh, it was uh, great. With yeah. Snowden. You got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. I think you've said that before on the show. He is, he's just going to say what he believes, right? And and what he's seen and experienced. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's always true, but I think a lot of what he's saying is, it has some validity and you should be aware of it at least. Yeah. And as much as I've kind of, you kind of get the feeling that like he's paranoid. motivated. Yeah. Paranoid well, and motivated. Yeah. yeah. Motivated and not in the most positive way, I guess. Yeah. Um, like you can kind of just, you kind of just get that feeling, uh, from him or at least I did. But Listening to that interview, like about halfway through, I was like, something is just a tad off. I don't know what it a is. Bit, yeah. yeah. But like you'll, if you listen to it, you'll realize it's a great podcast. I think it it's is a very really, good. really yeah. good, worth, worth listening to. Uh, I think, I mean, I think everybody should listen to it, but, um, yeah, another, uh, another big thing that happened was, was I think the Julian Assange, um, case happened within the 2012s, or that I think that it was 2012, right? I don't know. Um, well, There's Julian not. Assange, he, um, he was. I think he was a, also part of the State Department, as far as I know. I'm not. I can, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but he he leaked files to WikiLeaks as well, and the the charge was that he he actually like endangered American soldiers. And that's why he's on the run. Mm. Um, as far as I know, I can't. I can't remember the the exact specifics. But that, yeah, that was a big thing. As far this, as data, yeah, there's a lot of conversations about data breaches. Again, the decade is long. There's a lot of stuff in here. We're giving a brief overview. I wanted this episode to almost be like a time capsule because it's kind of fun to reflect. And then who knows if someone listens to this in 20 years, they'll be like, "What is all this crap?" You know? Yeah. So uh, just. A fun way to preserve stuff, right? Uh, in February of 2016, I didn't hear about this at all. I have no idea what this is, but I read about it and I was like, this is insane. Uh, the Bangladesh bank heist, uh, the biggest heist in history, a hacker attempted to steal uh, 951 million US dollars and only ended up getting away with 81 million that was diverted to the Philippines. All through hacking. I mean, that's pretty... That's a lot. <laughs> that's just crazy. I was like, whoa, the biggest bank heist happened in our decade? Yeah, I mean... I guess so. I guess hacking was the way to do it. There's also a uh, European debt crisis in the early 2010s. Uh, Greece's failing economy. Uh, six years of GDP decline, but it stabilized in 2017 uh, with a growth rate of 1.5%. And uh, in 2018, 1.9% growth. Also, a bunch of other nations in economic turmoil. Uh, Venezuela with its hyperinflation mm. issue currently. And I'm sure there's many others. I did some research stuff about Italy, how they're still trying to recover from World War II. Um, they're in a better situation than Greece, but Europe has been on this weird jumping Yeah, and spectrum. I think um, I think Germany is, is soon... To have a debt crisis because um, they're spending a lot of money on, um, I think specifically things like the the European European Union. They're spending a lot of money on that, um, but you know 
more things than more, I mean more information than we have knowledge on. Yeah. But just trying to tell you if you're interested in this stuff, you can check it out. I'm gonna read off some stuff about science. None of this stuff I really understand to be honest. I read into a little bit of it, but if you know science, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's kind of a staple, and I'm definitely gonna miss stuff. I'm not a science major. I'm just trying to cover some of the bases. In science, 2010, the first quantum machine uh, was invented. I think this is something like a to help. quantum computer. Yeah, it's to help understand uh, quantum mechanics, is what I think I read, or quantum physics. Some some sort of processor that that helps render that or understand it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. think that's it. But. Uh, okay, fine. Go look it up. Uh, 2011 HIV treatment uh, as a prevention. 2012 discovery of Higgs Boston uh, Curiosity rover lands on Mars. Uh, in 2017, there's a cancer uh, immune therapy. Uh, and there's also a rat exper- uh, experiment that happens that exposes a correlation between sw- uh, sleep and reparation of the brain. Um, so sleeping helps repair the brain. Uh, in 2014, uh, Rosetta Comet mission launches. In 2015, uh, CRISPR. CRISPR. CRISPR uh, gene editing method comes about. Uh, creepy, I guess. Uh, in 2016, there's a laser. Oh, gosh, I can't say this. The Laser inter, uh, Interometer Gravitational Wave Observatory makes its first observation of gravitational waves, which fulfills Einstein's prediction. Also, Oxford, uh, Nepore's technology, technology's market... Markets the world's first handheld nanopore sequencing device. Boy, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> uh, in 2017, there's a neutron star merger. I mean, that you can understand that. And in 2018, there's a development cell by cell, which I think is some sort of uh, medical thing for cell repairing. I'm just guessing. And <laughs> and then there's a uh, the first drug-based NRA interface. RNA. Like RNA, like DNA. RNA interf- um, interference. The first drug based on RNA interference was approved for use in the U.S. and Europe. That all sounds scary. I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's for your health. But messing with RNA and DNA, woo. That's all I'm going to say about that. Cameron, we're already at an hour and six minutes. Sick. There's a lot of history in the 2010s that we... So much stuff. ...breached or, you know, kind of jumped over. As far as wars happening, uh, the whole war on terror continues. A lot of interventions uh, from other countries in other countries. That's just a huge blanket statement. Remember uh, that time where Russia annexed the uh, Crimea? <laughs> that happened in the 2010s. Russia... That was, that was crazy. There's I mean, the, legitimately crazy. Yeah, Russia invades the Ukraine uh, or gets involved yeah. intervention in Ukraine. Uh, there's a military intervention with ISIS, which is ongoing. Saudi Arabian-led intervention in Yemen. Yen, say it for me, Cameron. Yemen. Yemen. Thank you. I've been doing a lot of reading. Uh, <laughs> Turkish occupation of northern Syria, and there's also something that happened with Armenian. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Azir, you gotta help me, dude. It's at the bottom of the wars. Mm, International uh, wars. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I remember hearing about the Armenian uh, crisis or whatever was happening in that situation because my girlfriend's mom is Armenian. Mm. She was very passionate about that. So I wanted to mention that. Mm. Um, Yeah. Not fun stuff. There there was also the the Syrian civil war. Yeah. uh, Which I don't don't know. Did that start in earlier than 2012? 
Mm. No, I think it was. I think it was 2012. I'm not sure. There's a lot know, of civil wars listed on Wikipedia as well um, that are not under the international wars. Oh, yeah. That's under uh, Arab Spring. So the Libyan Civil War, which began February 15th of 2011, and then the Syrian Civil War began March 15th of 2011, and it's still mm. ongoing yeah. currently. Uh, so, yeah, not not really a fun one. This is something that I found a little interesting. There's a list of terrorist attacks on Wikipedia, and so I'm going to set it by deaths. Oh, um, dear. Uh, on that's... June 12th of 2014... Oh, hey, that's my birthday. Uh, ISIS killed at least 1,600 to 1,700 Shia and, I- and Iraqi Jeez. army candidates in an attack on Camp uh, Specter, I think is how you say it. I don't know. Jeez. But it's like, I never heard about that, and that's the reason I wanted to read it out loud. 1,600 people. Oh that is gosh. insane, and you probably didn't hear about it. By the way... You know, if you live in the U.S., which I know a majority of our listeners do live in the U.S., um, the Orlando nightclub shooting had 49 people dead. Yeah. Uh, for reference, it's actually wasn't quite, that it, also on June 12th? Um. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's the reason that we probably didn't hear about that other one. June 12th, 2017, as well. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm just. I lost my spot. Or was I looking? Oh, 2016. So yeah. it was the year earlier. Yeah. Wow, two years in a row on my birthday, horrible things happen. What does that say about me, Isaac? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just want to say that the Orlando nightclub shooting was the highest uh, casualty, or is casualty the highest death count uh, for the United States terrorist attacks. Until, um, if you're counting the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, is that on well, this list? No, it should be. It's well, I don't think they count it as terrorism. Oh, um, but I mean, yeah. Well, what do they count on this list? Not that it's very fun, but and I don't know. I what was it? They have on. they have El Paso, Boston Marathon, bombing Manchester Arena, bombing, which was not in America. That was Europe. Sorry, I sorted it by uh, country, and that was the next one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they have that one as terrorism. Oh, and the truck attack. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no no fun. No. Can we um, move but, on? But yes. The reason I wanted to bring up the list, though, is that I hear nobody nobody likes terrorist attacks or this horrible mass death situation that's been happening. But I think because a lot of people who live in the U.S. see this stuff happening in the U.S., they're like, this is an issue in the U.S. Well, it's not just an issue in the U.S. If you look at this list... There is a long list of nations that have a higher death count for these attacks before the Orlando nightclub shooting um, that I just don't think a lot of the U.S. public knows or cares about. So it's not it's not exclusive to our nation and it's not a good thing. So, yeah, we can move on from that, but it's definitely not the note I want to end on for this episode. Just something to know from the tens. Mm. Okay, well, let's see. That was a total downer. You want to talk about assassinations? Um, Something a little bit more positive? Is that positive? I'm just kidding. Um, We got Osama. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And then people were like, wait, did they actually get him? Where's the body? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, where's the body? People were like, like, show me the Carfax, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some fun, uh, fun stuff. Um, and then very recently, um, the, uh, what, what, what's his name? Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Uh, the I'm impressed of, you can say that. Leader of ISIS. Taken down. Taken down. By himself. And a dog. Poor dog. No, the dog was all right. It's no a, way. It's a very good boy. Have you seen the pictures? I think I have, actually. I think I do know what you're talking about. Yes, the goodest boy. Yes. A lot of earthquakes and tsunamis. What was that earthquake you were reading about? Yeah, there was one that was like an 8.8 earthquake. Chile, 2010. Yes. 8.8 it said it 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 slightly rotated the earth's axis what okay? about what about and shortened days what about the one in japan the oh 9.0 agnit uh magnitude 9.0 in 2011 oh no oh yeah that was the disaster too that yeah. was significant because it created a tsunami that um oh gosh and uh, yeah and that was the nuclear meltdown i'm kind of Oh, was that the nuclear mount meltdown? Yeah, 2011. I did a lot of reading on that yeah. nuclear yeah. energy facility in my green energy class. That event, I think, shook my teacher into paranoia about nuclear energy. So, And I don't really blame him. It's quite tragic. Uh, interesting fact about that facility, it was earthquake-proof. But it was not tsunami proof. It was two weeks away from being tsunami proof. Yeah, I know I've said that on the show before, but it's just a uh, an interesting side note. Cameron, yeah, what's we can up? continue to talk about all the depression that exists in the world. <laughs> uh, if you want to read more about that, you can look on Wikipedia. Some of it is fascinating. History is important. You want to read about it because we don't want to repeat the mistakes. But what do you remember? from the decade Cameron what stands well, out to remember. you what are the what are the moments for Cameron that were like dang you know that's really funny because I didn't actually think about that question I know I, know. I should have um, it probably you know it probably was um, well we graduated that was probably pretty big for us yeah for sure for, oh do you mean like cultural moments or do you mean like like personal moments doesn't matter personal I mean, and a, you know there was a lot of stuff I like like you said we graduated um, we, you know, we went off to college, uh, we graduated from college <laughs> in uh, the 2010s. Me not yet. Wow. Well, you're about to. Oh, that's well, I get, no, 2020. Not, yeah, 2020. Didn't make it. I graduated in 2018. Um, sluggish, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like I remember Avengers the original being a pretty big deal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when that came seeing out. Star like, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Again, seeing the Star Wars in like, theaters and it, yeah, that kind of you know blown my mind. Um. Uh. I th yeah, I think the rise of TV, um, has left kind of a, a big impact on me. Culturally, it's weird. I, I, I mean, we kind of listed off a bunch of stuff. A lot of it makes me like. Ugh. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, just some of the stuff that I'm like, man, I don't really care about this stuff. Or yeah. the, this pop culture scene stuff doesn't stick out to me. Mm. For me, it's like little things that connect with me. Like, oh, 
if I'm thinking about cultural things like movies, it's like I love that movie Drive that came out in 2011, yeah. right? Or I remember seeing Mad Max Fury Road or Star oh, Wars. I'm like, those are yes. those are movies that I'm like, yeah, those are those are movies that I liked a lot. Yeah. Or I, uh, what was the other one? The Tarantino one that um, the cowboy one I like, Hateful Eight. Mm, yeah. That one's pretty good. Um, played a lot of good video games. Like the cultural stuff is yeah, cool, but you know, it's like I, those I remember are, playing endlessly playing The Last of Us and The Witcher Three. Yeah, in in what was that? 2014. Yeah, uh, 2015 was Witcher Three. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so like kind of right back to back. The launch. I remember getting my Vita. Yes, I in yes. 2012. I also remember and, getting my Vita, uh, and I remember getting my play, PlayStation Four. Yeah, yeah, I got I got my PlayStation Four for Christmas. I was like, I'd never gotten a console for Christmas. It is as magical as they show it. Being. Yeah, I was stoked. It was. I think so I exciting. also got a con. My, I got the PS4. Just for opening that box and being like, I, I can't. Awesome. You know what? It, you know, you know? what? Though my parents, they do the funny thing where they. Uh, they have you open the the games first. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you you'll like open a game and you'll be like, I always do the uh, small ones, then the big ones. So yeah, exactly. I mean, but if you were a smart parent, you'd hide the games, make them no, open they the big want one you, last. But that's the thing; they like want you to. Oh, I don't know. Open the games. You know? I think those like the cultural stuff, like the movies, the music, the games, like all that stuff. Like those are the things you're gonna look back on and be like. I used to listen to that. I used to watch that. Like I used to eat that at that one place. You know, I started going to a lot of weird bougie coffee shops. Mm. I worked for yeah. Starbucks. Like I remember being crushed when, um, when Alan Rickman died. Who? Alan Rickman. No, I heard the name. I just, I don't know who it is. You Snape and, in Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> but then I was also crushed when Christopher Lee died. I, yeah. And when, um, there was one other that really, that got to me in the mm. 2010s. I can't remember though. Um, oh, and Bowie was a big deal. That was a really big deal. Yeah. When Bowie died. Yeah. It's hard for me with celebrities. I don't really like, a part of me is cynical, I think. It's like, well, I didn't know him. So, yeah, but it's also like I'm gonna, I mean, with with someone like Bowie, it was like he he knew he was at the end of his career, and he made that one last like huzzah, you know, and yeah. he like really closed out strong. I didn't see. I didn't follow him. So, but but like with someone like, um, I mean, Alan Rickman, he wasn't that old. I think he was like sixty something, mm. you know. So like he he was he could have been, you know, strong. Yeah, for for a while. Um, and you know, and Christopher Lee is the same thing where he, he like, he had such a good career. He had yeah, such yeah. a good career and you know, and at the end of it, you were like, man, you know, you really lived your fullest. Like, did you know this was my favorite thing? This is by the way, if you don't know who Christopher Lee is, Count Dooku and, and Saruman. Yeah. And, uh, so now Lord you have a face. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, my favorite thing was that. At age like ninety or whatever he was, he was the lead singer of a metal band. <laughs> it's pretty epic. It's like so cool. It's pretty epic. I mean, he was—he just sounded like Ooh, he was the. Coolest I know this dude. is weird, but I like Dystopia. Was that twenty fifteen by Megadeth? Yeah, that was cool. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's cool album. It was very good. Yeah, but we're gonna look back on all this stuff and be like, yeah, like those are nostalgic moments or things, right? 
I I don't know if they're going to mean as much as like the big moments, like the triumphant or like, like the moments in our careers or our lives, our walks of lives. So like for me, it's like closing out those jobs or getting out of school or, you know, going out with Jules who I've been dating for four years now, which is crazy. And I still like her. Like I still like her a lot. I actually love her, you know, like wow, that's like dang. kind of the, those are the things that are going to stand out even more, you know, Cameron, like when I look at you, I can't believe you went to France to the Cannes Music Festival, you know? Music Festival? What Whatever it's called. About? Oh, my the gosh. Film, the film festival. I hate you right now. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that uh, I like to I like to drop that for you mm. when I'm talking about you. Mm. People, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, he studied, I'll say, like, he studied cinematography, like, that's what he wants to do. And people are like, oh, you know, like, that's cool, you know, like, no, but he's good. He's really good. I know he's really good. And they always look at me like, okay. I'm like, no, he went to Cannes in France. And they're like, oh, I know what that is. You know, they're like, they yeah, know it, right away. It is the biggest film festival in the world. So. Music festival. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is crazy because I think that is something that I'll look back on. That and in the same summer, I went to Thailand. Yeah. Um, I got paid by the Thai government to... <laughs> Which is so weird. <laughs> they flew me out, and I made a short film for them, <laughs> for the Department of Tourism of Thailand. But I mean, it's like it's stuff like that yeah. is crazy, or, or you know, your time uh, dating your current girlfriend and like, six years, like all that stuff. That's the stuff that's really gonna stand out. Yeah, I mean, right? we start even we, this podcast, right? What's crazy is we we've been dating for more of the decade than we haven't. You know, that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Think about that. I mean, you you been dating her before The Witcher Three came out. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm surprised that we got past that point where I was playing a lot of The Witcher Three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone in their right mind would have just left at that point. I know, right? You know, ignoring the text. And... I remember it was so funny because I would come home from school. Usually, it would be like, especially I loved it on. Did I ever have a... Oh, no, I didn't. Um, no, I would come come home. It'd be like, you know, 2.45 or whatever. Almost 3. And I would play The Witcher. Basically up until my mom came home. And then we had dinner. And it was... So, like, basically till 7. So, I'd play four hours straight of The Witcher. Um, for probably about two months. And I still didn't beat that game. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, just a word of advice for your lady. Make sure that he, Cameron does not get a copy of that new CD Project Red game, dude, Cyberpunk. You're not dude, allowed to I'm have gonna it. get it. You're not I'm allowed. I'm going to get it and I'm going to I think what's so fun I brain. mean, obviously, I don't think we did the tens justice, but we got to give a quick recap. Yeah. Of some stuff. What was your favorite year? Oh gosh. Best year of the 2010s. I did like 2016. I don't know why. <laughs> it was something else, dude. I think it was because I was wild. I, I met my girlfriend. There was a lot of good games that year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was at the cusp. I was at the end of my time at West Valley, and that was good. That was good. Like I really liked my mm. time at community college. Just small community. Really got to make sure that like. It was like I really weeded out the friends I really liked, you know, and 
even for the friends that I don't talk to as much, it's like, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that like, we're in different phases of life, you know, we're just in different walks and it's like, wow, some of my friends that I talk to a lot who I really thought would be gone, gone away forever. Like, no, like we're still, I mean, like you and I were good friends yeah. or even like our friend JD that we make fun of sometimes, like he lives all the way out in Maui and I still hear from him all the time. I texted him a lot actually. And it's like, dude, like though, like that, it was moments where I was like, wow, like these are like some people that really care about me, you know? And I care about them a lot too. Yeah. And so like, yeah, 2016 was a moment where I felt like I was starting to finally pick myself up out of depression. (laughs) And, uh, cause I was pretty sad when I started college after high school and stuff. So like for me, it was, it was, it was cool. I, I know a lot of people think it's the election year and stuff. That didn't have anything to do. I felt really disconnected from that. More like confused by all of it, to be honest. But um, I'm glad we went this whole entire podcast without talking about the election. Until now. I kind of love it, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, who cares? I think 2017 probably. There was were two my elections. Favorite. There's only two, two elections. So. Was my favorite year, I think. I don't know. It's hard. It's kind of, it feels like we're in a chapter. Yeah. You know? Like sure. I, it's not done yet. Cause I'm not out of school. I mean, 2017 was a, was a crazy summer where and let's be I honest. went and, and partied it up, you know, in France and yeah. Thailand. I, there was no partying in Thailand. But once we like really kick into gear our careers, like this chapter's over in our lives, you know? Yep. And I think the tens kind of capture that ending chapter, you know? Yeah. It's the end of high school. Well, all of high school. All of high school, all of college, and now it's coming to an end, right? <laughs> so. And this podcast is coming so to an end. So is this podcast. Hey, I mean, it's everything comes from something, right? And that's and what the show's about. And this podcast has to come to an end. Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, the Avengers is over, even though they won't admit it. You know, Harry Potter is over even though they won't admit it. At least Lord of the Rings has the dignity to end and Star Wars doesn't know how to. Mm. Um, Mm. So yeah, this has been the episode. The end. Thanks for listening this long. Wait, before I close, (laughs) before I close, if you made it this long, obviously we're going to announce this. We take two weeks off at the end of the year. I know we took a week off for Thanksgiving. Don't hate us. Uh, It's good for Cameron and I to take some time off for the holidays. So we will have another episode out on Monday. Uh, not this Monday that you're listening to this, but the Monday coming. Uh, and then we're going to take two Mondays off. So just wanted to let you know that. Um, it's a heads up. Anyways, that's all I had to say. Thanks. Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan funded by listeners like you. And we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars, Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.